further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy. Today we have a topic that was provoked by a question. We love questions. We Mm -hmm. wish our listeners would send us more questions because then we would know we're rumbling with stuff. However, for those of you who do send us emails saying how much a podcast meant to you, you're the reason we keep going. It's true. Otherwise, we're just sitting in this room having a really great conversation with each other, which is awesome. But then Amy has to edit it all. So whatever. Yeah. We love questions. So a question came up at church the other week, and we were like, hey, we both have a lot of thoughts about this. Maybe some of our listeners do. So over to you, Amy. Mm-hmm. What was the question? The question, uh, kind of summarized, was what What does joy actually look like? Is it just being happy all the time, sharing, you know, funny emojis and memes on the internet? What does it actually mean to have joy? I thought it was brilliant because I think even as Christians, we're a little fuzzy on joy. Yeah, and it seems like we use happy and joy interchangeably, and they are Mm. not the same. True story. You know, it makes me think right away. One time I was having, maybe I've said this on our podcast before, I don't know, but one time I was having a conversation with this girl who was doing her PhD, her doctorate in something ancient and brilliant, and she's super analytical and maybe not super joyful. And um, I was responding to her with, I mean, I have a degree, not only a bachelor degree, and got some similar majors in there, so I was like having a intelligent conversation with her and she's just getting this more and more perplexed look on her face and I was like wondering if what I was saying was it makes sense and then she just blurted out people do this with me a lot I hope it's a good sign (laughs) it must be a good sign (laughs) she just blurted out she goes wow I've always thought you weren't very smart because you're so joyful wow and I was just like (laughs) yeah I don't think I did a good pastor face I did a like wt (laughs) Because that is is a WTF Uh, face. Like, what? You thought I wasn't very smart because I'm so joyful? Like, part of me is just going, are you even a Christian? Oh, man. (laughs) Right? The implications of that are like, if you're smart enough, you would know that there is absolutely no reason to be joyful. And that's what she told me. You have to be stupid. She told me. She said, people that are smart understand how serious the gravity of how messed up the world is and how bad things are. They don't have joy. And I was like... Have you met Jesus? <laughs> so let that wow. humorous story from my past yeah. fuel this conversation. Can you be intelligent? Can you be not in a state of denial? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I've seen that like happy, clappy, Pollyanna. Yeah. We're just going to blow over all your pain and yeah. sadness and act like everything's okay. Yeah. And are only certain types of people right. able to certain be joyful? And those the rest flaky of us ones. are whatever. Yeah. Lame. Yeah, so I got thinking about this a lot. I thought you handled the question brilliantly in the moment, but also, I don't think we've covered this on our podcast yet. We're only a little ways into the year, but we've talked about it in the past, how we Mm -hmm. ask God for a word of the year. Yes, that's right. I had kind of anticipated, and now why we do this is like, we're just asking God, what word are you speaking over my year? Because it helps us pay attention. It's not like some weird fortune telling anything it's just like no like what are you saying Mm -hmm. over my life that I can pay attention to and partner with it and so it was like New Year's Eve I'm like oh I wonder what word God's gonna have for me in 2021 (laughs) it's always a little expectation I love hearing fresh from him Mm -hmm. and man I was up on New Year's Day because I wake up early no matter how late I stay up 
And I was sitting there with my journal and all of a sudden the word joy, mm-hmm. just like boing joy. And I was like, no, Amy, I think every year I argue with Jesus. <laughs> so Jesus, that wasn't quite the one I was looking for. Can I have a better one, please? Well, here was my thought process. I don't need joy. I already have joy. I'm already one of the most joyful people mm-hmm. I know. Like I legitimately feel like that's something that I carry that God has replaced depression with joy that's genuine. Yeah. I have more joy than the average person, therefore I don't need more. I don't know. Like I'm just trying to humbly admit my own ridiculousness here. So I just kind of sat with it for a few minutes and I was like, yeah, no, you know what? The last year was full of losses. Mm. Like the crappy COVID ones, a change in vocation, changing life seasons. Like it was full of loss and loss inevitably brings grieving with it. And a healthy grieving must be done. But it was like, it's it's time now, Michelle, for Mm. your sorrow to be turned into joy, your mourning to be turned into dancing. Mm. That's in Isaiah. So I'm like, okay, fine, Jesus, bring it on. We'll do joy for 2021. That'll be my word of the year. But it was like more than that. He's like, I want you to find joy. And I was like, oh. Okay. That's something. That's another level. Mm. Because, you know, pain pokes you in the eye. It punches you in the gut. It stabs you in the back. Yeah. Like when pain is happening, we know it's happening. Mm -hmm. But there's something about joy that it's like we can just wait for it. Like, it's a bit of a lottery. Yeah. It'll happen. You know, some days it just crashes over us like a wave, and it's like, wahoo. And sometimes when we're intentional, like we're celebrating anniversaries, birthdays, mm-hmm. we find joy. That oh, oh, there it is again. We find joy. Yeah. Why? Because we're stopping. Yep. And we're looking. Mm-hmm. And we're focusing on what we're grateful for. Yeah, so finding joy. It was... Uh, when I was answering that question, because it was kind of a question and answer at the end where we get up and, and answer it, it it was such a hefty topic that I was like, how do I, what is this even, blah, and the only thing that I could remember that came that was like, I was at a, um, a victim services conference yeah. a while ago, so a lot of social workers and people that are like, see really terrible things. And seriously addressing trauma and, and sadness. Yeah, Exactly. And this one keynote speaker, her, um, she was talking about the importance of gratitude, the importance okay. of gratitude in cultivating joy, right? Because mm-hmm. she's like, man, it's so easy for us to get into the, the complaining, you know, life sucks, everything's so hard. And she's like, you need to cultivate gratitude for yeah. joy. And she's like, and this is what I say. If you have a really, if you have a really hard time doing that, she's like, you start. You start with, I am grateful that I don't have food poisoning. Because <laughs> unless yeah. you're actively in the middle of food poisoning, oh, we are all very grateful that we don't have food poisoning. <laughs> right? And then from there, yeah. right? Even just being like, man, I'm so glad I don't. Thank you, Jesus, that I don't have food poisoning. Actually, for me anyways, yeah. when I say it, there's yeah. a little bit of delight or or joy that comes in that because because you're actually doing it in a genuine way you're not just yeah. blowing over pain and disappointment and loss you're not yeah. just minimizing something part of it for me brian and i were talking about it later because we were like man that was a question to be on the spot for and have like a two-minute answer yeah. right and it's so true that gratitude is how we find joy mm-hmm. and because i'm super visual i just got this picture of You know, when something is painful or sad, we feel that without any effort. It's just there. And then um, 
it's like we're zeroed right in on it because mm-hmm. we feel it. If you have a splinter in your baby finger, you only think your body's in pain. But yeah. actually, your liver's working great. Your toes all yeah. wiggle, right? Like, so for me, it's like turning, focusing, changing the focus on the lens. So mm. you zoom back just a little bit and you get a whole picture. Yeah. And the whole picture is, yes, you have sorrow, you have pain, you have disappointment. And also in this picture are these things for which you can be so grateful. And there is finding joy for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So what's the difference between being happy and being joyful? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me this, and I read a great paper on it once. And, I mean, for one thing, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Mm. It is deep, and it's meaningful, and it's not it's not surface. Yeah. And I think that, like that day the person said to me, you can't be very smart. I was like, wow, you know, thinking about this, am I just like in denial of sadness, pain, suffering? No, I'm not. This joy is really attached to the presence of Jesus in my suffering. Mm-hmm. So kind of my answer is two parts. is like practice gratitude, and I do it fiercely, yeah. daily. Like crawl in bed at night. I thank God so much. I love my mattress. <laughs> like I do. But how easy would it to be to just be thinking about what was bad in my day? Yeah. Which I also bring to Jesus, and I thank him for my mattress, and I thank him for Brian, that he's so good looking and warm mm-hmm. and whatever. All the stuff. You know, just practice gratitude. <laughs> and... Part two is like, those are simple ways for low-grade pain. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we're in the middle of it, man, you just got a diagnosis that like knocked you out. Mm -hmm. You just lost someone to death. Like those are moments where you are not just going to change the focal lens. They have blocked out the light. Yeah. And so that's when I go to something else. And because I've been really journaling a lot about joy and really paying attention So this is not an at least thing to address our pain, but it's like we need to find the presence of Jesus in our pain. Mm, Yeah. Scripture tells us, I think, is it Psalm 16 that says in his presence is fullness of joy? Sure. I think it is. And there it's like in his presence. Well, he's always with me, but I need awareness of his presence. Mm. And so Jeremiah 31, lots of people know the passage that says, I know the plans for have I have for you. They're good to prosper, hope, future, all that. Right after that, he says, you will seek me with your whole heart and you will find me. Mm. And so there's that place of tension, right? Here I am. I, I got knocked right off my feet by this. I can't just like, oh, yay, my mattress is nice, and now I'm going to be fine. We're not saying that. We don't want anybody to hear that. No, definitely not. We do not want anybody to hear that. But it's like, no, in my presence is fullness of joy. When you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. Mm. And so in those nitty-gritty places, even where I'm still grieving things that I've lost or am in the loss of in this weird season of life, when I find and feel his presence, actually, there's joy. Mm. You don't make it up. Yeah. He is the essence of joy. Yeah, so it, like it, it still is a change of focus, but it's not a change of focus from, you know, a splinter to the fact that your liver's working. It's a change <laughs> of focus from like the circumstances to viewing the circumstances with Jesus in focus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so what I hear you saying is, you know, kind of tie back that into the happy and joy. Mm. Happy is dependent on circumstances. Yeah. Joy is dependent on us being anchored to Jesus in the circumstances. Yeah, exactly. And he's there. And, you know, it doesn't deny everything else that's going on, but it does, like, give you a reassurance he's going to hold you and carry mm. you through it. Yeah. And, you know, none of this is ever to minimize pain. I think people have heard it that way before, and it's not. But it's like, I, he's here with me, and he says he's going to carry me through it. And he says I'm going to know his goodness in it. Yeah. 
and from there we can get strength, right? The joy yes, of the Lord is, is our, our strength. strength. And again, right? Something we can sing is a fluffy song from our childhood. The joy of the Lord. Maybe, I don't <laughs> know. Did you guys sing strength. that song? It's the like, joy of the Lord is, is my strength. And yeah, man, I'm, I experienced that one as a don't be down in the doldrums and acknowledge suffering. Yeah. Sing your happy marching song. But man, when you've encountered him in your place of great need and strength starts to rise up because you know he's there and he's going to carry you, there's strength in that. Mm -hmm. And that is the joy that gives us strength. Yeah. It's it's enduring strength to carry on. Even as I know some of who our listeners are and what they're going on and Mm -hmm. what might be going on in their lives, heavy, hard stuff. Yeah. And I find myself praying, oh God, bless them with enduring strength and an awareness of your presence. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh man, because right, the, the just going off that, the enduring strength. Sometimes what happens is if we we kind of gird ourselves up with strength, it's like we're we get worn down and weary because we're just like fighting and gritting our teeth and like I'm gonna have strength during this. But combine the strength with God's presence because it's the presence of Jesus yeah. that brings strength, not by our own. Yeah. Whatever, muscling through it. That Yeah, and even as you're doing that, your gestures and yeah. your expression, I'm like, yeah. And sometimes when I try to do that power through thing and not feel the sorrow, I'm actually hardening myself. Yeah. Which is actually a blockage to joy. Yep. And so we actually, it's defeating, right? Yep. Self, so here we go. We're going to be strong and fine. Fine. Mm-hmm. And we're actually blocking the pathways to joy. That's so like... I mean, it makes sense, but it's also messed up in the, like, if we block ourselves from feeling the sorrow, feeling the hard, feeling the pain, Mm -hmm. we actually are also blocking our capacity for joy. Yeah. It's like that Inside Out movie, which is a little oversimplified, but I still love it. Every time I watch it, I feel it. I'm like, oh, there she goes. See, oh, she's blocking out joy. And she doesn't even know the thing she's longing for is what she's blocking out by refusing to feel her pain and sadness. So for any of our listeners that are stuck in that spot, we have an episode called Healthy Lament, Mm -hmm. which really is my go-to process. You guys, you don't outgrow this tool. No, definitely not. (laughs) In this world, you will have trouble, Jesus said. You're going to need this tool to process your sadness, to process your pain, so that you can also tap into that wellspring of joy. Yeah. So take time to listen to that and give yourself some space to journal it out a little bit. I still have to do it this morning when I get up. I had to process some stuff in my journal knowing Mm -hmm. that I couldn't actually do this podcast episode with any sort of creative flow if I didn't sort out something that was hanging over from the weekend. Yep. So it's just a lifestyle thing of you got to meet Jesus in your sadness and allow him to fill you up with his love and his truth and you will have joy. You really can have joy. And so as you're listening right now, Amy and I together bless you in Jesus' name with experiencing the presence of Jesus in your place that you're at right now. Mm -hmm. And then we just pray that he will fill you up with enduring strength, that joy would overflow. We bless you as you go further up and further in. Mm -hmm.